Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. This is episode five, Simple Ways to Build Positive Student Connections. So tell me, when you think back to your time in school, what stands out most to you? Um, It may have been a certain class or a certain subject, but many times it always comes back to a teacher or maybe even more than one teacher if you have been particularly blessed. Maybe it was a teacher who saw you, a teacher who made you feel special or taught you in a unique way. Teachers are generally what we remember most when we think about what we loved about school. And why is that? Well, because teachers are the ones who take the subject matter and make it meaningful. No textbook can do that. And so teachers are the ones that help us, guide us, care about us. They are that human connection inside the world of learning. So to say that building positive connections between students and their teachers is important might just be an understatement. And so when we take this and we look at how we can create those same type of connections with our students, the question arises, but how do we do that? Well, the very easiest way is to meet our children where they're at and where they love to spend their time, which is in play. So we can build organic relationships just by sitting next to our students and playing with them. Because during play, you can observe a lot and you can listen, and you can talk, and you can ask questions. And through play, which is, you know, something that comes very natural to children and feels very comfortable, you can start forming those connections. Just sitting down with children and playing already shows them that you are interested in what they're doing. And so it already opens that door to connection. And while using play is the easiest and best way to start forming those connections, there are some other ways we can build connections as well. And so I just want to run through these with you real fast to see if there's anything that maybe you have not tried that you want to implement into your classroom to try to build stronger connections with our students, because our connection is what makes the difference in the classroom. One thing I do every year at the beginning of the year is provide my parents and guardians with a survey about their child so that I can get to know their likes and dislikes right up front. This kind of gives me a step up, right? So if they talk about how much they love dinosaurs, how much they love the outdoors, things like that, I can go ahead and incorporate those things into our classroom and into our conversations. And then Also having the dislikes up front 
definitely make me aware of, you know, is there anything they're scared of? Is there anything that I need to be aware of so that we do not harm this relationship with the teacher and this idea of school? And so that's something I like to provide every single year. And it gives me great feedback because it's straight from the people who know them and love them the most. Another way we can build student connections is to make a point to learn their siblings' names and other important family members in their life, maybe even their pets. Because once we kind of get to know that, they start to see, okay, she knows a lot about me and she cares about my family too. So knowing their siblings' names. So maybe when we're talking about letters, we can say, oh, you know, Evelyn has a sister named Sally and Sally starts with S. So just bringing in those little pieces, just letting them know that we see you, we see all the things important to you, and we care about those things. Another way is to greet students by name every morning and invite them into the classroom. Now, obviously, you know, By the end of the year, you're thinking, well, they already know this is their classroom and they know that I see them, but I love to do it every single morning because I find there's something in someone greeting you, saying hello. It just starts you off on the right foot and then inviting them in. Obviously, this is their classroom, but you may still have some children that are coming to the door and kind of, you know, not quite ready, not sure what the day will bring or maybe woke up on their own side of the bed. And so you can invite them in. I'm so excited you're here today. Are you ready to come play with us? Things like that. Good morning. And then saying that student's name, knowing that you see them is just so incredibly important to knowing that they are part of our class. I actually had a grandma stop me once and she was just so thankful that I greeted her granddaughter by name every day because we had had a sub for a week and the sub did not do that. And she kind of had a hard time going in the classroom. And, you know, grandma was feeling like, you know, she wasn't really seen. She was just another member of the class and she did not actually see her for her. And so she gave me that compliment of thank you for doing that because I know you see her. I know you love her as her. So, you know, these things really, really go a long way when building relationships with children, but also when building relationships with families as well. Another way that we can make those connections with our students is to be present. And so when children come to you, even if it's for something very small, try your best to see them and respond positively. You know, The big things to them are small things to us because they're still little and young, but if they've built this amazing tower or if they've created this amazing picture and they want to share it with you, that's something that we should take as a blessing because they are, they are wanting us to see their best self. And so we need to try our best to kind of stop what we're doing, which isn't always easy and take that time to acknowledge them because nothing makes someone feel more special than someone else acknowledging what they've done, acknowledging their hard work, acknowledging something they've created. And nothing makes us feel more unseen than someone just completely ignoring that, right? So being present and trying your best to say, okay, I know this is important, even though it's small, it's important to them. So how can I see that, recognize it and respond positively? Another thing I like to do is during lunchtime, we all eat lunch together during um, the year as a whole class. So 
I am eating my lunch with them. So we get to have lots of great conversations. And I really like this because we can sit around and we can talk about our likes and our dislikes and things we do on the weekend and just really get to know each other, just like you would with any like adult group that you may get to know. This is the same type of thing, right? We're just getting to know each other. We're just chatting. And it doesn't have to be about learning. It doesn't have to be about skills. It's just about us. And so lunchtime is a great time to do that because, you know, you can have little conversation starters. Who likes to drink milk? What is it that you, do you like chocolate in your milk? How do you like your milk? And things like that. I mean, just so simple, but getting them kind of to share their loves their likes, and you can later use those because you you know each other better now. And another one that I think is um, something that teachers do really well is honoring children's work. So things that they have worked hard on, things that they've created, hanging that up on the wall so that they know, you know what, what I did was valuable. My teacher thinks that this is amazing enough that she hung it on the wall for everyone to see. And so we like to hang lots of process art on the wall because that process art really, really is them. It is not an end product. It is the journey that they went through during creating that art. And so hanging that on the wall just tells them like, this is important. It's just that same type of feeling that you get when your parents hang something on the refrigerator, right? They're proud. They want everyone to see it. So that's also a simple way. And I always like to point it out too, when we're walking down the hallway, look, look at your art on the wall. It's so amazing. I want everyone to see it, making them feel valuable. Another way to build those relationships is to give compliments often. And, you know, something that I struggle with a lot is moving past good job, using that, oh, good job. Oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. To praise their amazing qualities. It's it's hard, but I am making a conscious effort to move past the good job and try to be a little bit more specific about what I like about it. So when looking at a picture, pointing out something I love about it, oh, I love the way you use these bright colors or, you know, drawing on something you already know about them. You create so many amazing pictures. This is just another amazing picture that you've drawn because you are an awesome artist you know, really trying to push ourselves past that, oh, that looks great, good job, to really what they're doing and pointing out their amazing qualities, especially their qualities. What is it that they do that makes them such an amazing human being and so unique from other people? Another way to build connections that you may not have thought about before is playing games together. Board games bring people together. We know this, right? Families do it all the time and play games together to have great um, memories together. And they, you know, they remember these things fondly. I remember my grandma playing Uno with her extremely fondly because there was multiple generations at the table and it was just such a great time that we had together laughing and enjoying ourselves. So that's the same type of thing that we can bring into our classrooms by playing board games. And we like to play cooperative games. We like to play regular board games, anything that's short and sweet for our little, little people so that it doesn't get too long and, and we lose that fun factor. But just having that time sitting around and enjoying that game together is relationship building, right? They're going to remember that and go, oh, yes, remember when we played this? That was fun. We had a great time together. 
So building up more of that relationship just by playing together. Also playing on the playground with children. This is a fun one. Sometimes just getting out and being silly and playful and channeling that inner preschooler. Sometimes we'll, you know, run around and um, play tag together. And so I get in that with them. Or sometimes I'll come up on the playground and um, maybe even being silly and, you know, trying out the slide or trying out some new toys that we've got on the playground. Just anything to show them that we see them as the playful, fun little people that they are, and we can be playful and fun too. And that makes a connection extremely fast because it's like, oh, she's like us. Another way that I have to make more of a concerted effort to bring this out of myself is by making sure that I'm giving lots of smiles throughout the day. I can, I, I'm aware of myself enough to know that I can get in my head and be thinking so deeply that I forget that my face maybe isn't showing happiness. And when my kids come in this room, I know they're reading me. They're reading my face, they're reading my body. And I just want to make sure that I'm portraying that I'm happy that I'm there because I am, even though I may be deep in thought or I might be having 5 million things on the brain, I am happy to be there. And so I need to project that to them. I want them to feel like this is a happy space for them to be in and that I am glad they're there. And so trying to remind myself of that smile, even if I don't get a smile back from a child, giving it can just mean so incredibly much. Another way to make sure that you are letting students know how much you care about them is if they are gone for a day or multiple days, pointing that out when they come back in. I've missed you. I'm so glad you're here. Just those words alone can make any person feel welcome and wanted and feel like they are seen. I also like to make sure I'm taking the time to send home some notes, some positive notes about each and every child in my classroom. It may not be all on the same day. I may sprinkle them out over a couple of weeks, but just putting that out there. What do I love about them? Seeing that positive side, because for all children, that is not always an easy task, but we must push ourselves to see what is so amazing about them. What are these wonderful gifts God gave them and communicating that to their families because they start seeing that you care about their child and you see the amazing qualities that they see, which can build that relationship so much higher because not only are they more trusting of you, they're also going to be giving that off to their children, right? Miss Ashley cares about you. Miss Ashley will take care of you while you're here because they believe that and they know that and they see that to be true. The last way I want to share with you to build connections is to speak kindly to our children. We all have rough days. We all have some rough children in our classes And it can get frustrating. It can get overwhelming. We have so many demands. We have so many things on our plate. And the age group that we work with is not always the most rational set of humans. And so this can make our job even harder. It can make it more frustrating. It can make it easy to take that out on the children that are in our classroom. And so just by being mindful of how should I be speaking to children, If I was speaking to children right now and there were parents overhearing me, would I be proud of the way I was speaking to children or would I be a little bit mortified? And so just keeping that in the back of your head really helps bring down your stress level and go, okay, I can do this. I'm the adult. I'm going to talk in a kind way. Because when we speak to children kindly, 
they know that we care about them, right? If they speak to us meanly, they see that, they feel that, and they don't always want to be in our presence. And then that in turn can have a big impact on their relationship and their thoughts of learning and school. And so as much as we think that school is this thing that they go to and that that is what encompasses all of their thoughts and learning about school, it really is us. We create that bar. We set that bar first. And so if they have those feelings of dread of coming in the classroom, of dislike, if they think their teacher dislikes them, all of that is going to translate into, do I want to step into this classroom? And when I'm in this classroom, do I even want to learn from this person? And so it does really come back to us and how we treat our children. And I always like to think, okay, if this was my child, how would I want the teacher to speak to them, even when they're being as frustrating as they can be, right? How would I want them to speak to them? And we are human, not saying that we are always perfect, but just trying to keep in mind, if this was my child, if this was my grandchild, if someone was in the room with me, am I speaking the exact same way? Because, you know, even if adults not there to hold us accountable, our children will later have these thoughts and feelings about us and about our classroom and about the school setting because of the way that we've treated them. So how can we try our very best to speak kindly and with respect to students? Because even though they are little people, they are still humans deserving of that respect. So the big benefits of making student connections doesn't just stop at being that human connection of learning. Relationships with students also help in the realm of classroom management and managing student behaviors. And I truly believe this because I feel like when children know that you care about them, when they know you have their backs no matter what, they aren't going to want to let you down because you have that relationship already. If you stop and think about it, this is why for substitutes, most classes are more ill-behaved than for their own teacher because they know their teacher. They have a relationship with their teacher. They know her expectations. They know how far they can push her. And so this helps us see that, yes, relationships help more than just shaping the thoughts and ideas and feelings behind school, but also the classroom management side of our classrooms as well. So relationships, definitely double whammy. So what type of things are you going to do to up your relationships in your classroom with your students? Head on over to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Facebook group And I'd love to hear some of the ideas that you took away or some of the ideas that you have for building relationships with students. Thanks for joining me and I'll talk to you next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.